Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hey guys, this is Russ, and this is The Overlook. Today, we're going to talk about the disappearance of Pa Pao. Pa Pao is an Asian native of Thailand, currently missing for Aberdeen, South Dakota. She's described as a loving and bubbly person who was a treasure to work with. Pa was last seen at her home in the 1000 block of 7th Avenue, Southeast Aberdeen, South Dakota, on April 17, 2016. It is reported that her husband took their youngest child to the park and when he returned, his wife was not there. According to reports, the couple's 10-year-old, who was left home with his mother, states that he saw his mother get into a car with a man that he recognized but did not know the name of, and then leave. So, in a few of the news articles that have covered the story, which, let me say, the story has not been well covered at all, but on the few articles I was able to find, it was reported that this wasn't the first time Pa had left her home. She had left her home before, but it doesn't seem like the times that she's left before were unannounced, and she always returned. But now, it's been over five years, and no one has seen or heard from her since April 17, 2016. Her husband reported her missing after a week. It is stated that there was a delay in reporting her due to miscommunication. There seems to be an implication that family assumed that she was with friends, but her friends assumed that she was with her family. It wasn't until Pa missed work that people started realizing, hey, she is actually missing. Now, Pa and her family had only been in Aberdeen for about two years when she disappeared. She had previously lived in Nebraska for an undisclosed amount of time. It appears that Pa knew a few people in her community as when she went missing, local articles were able to get a few quotes from co-workers, her pastor's wife, and even from her local grocer. At the time of her disappearance, Pa's husband, Sado, admits that the couple had been fighting. He states that she had gotten a new job at a beet plant about three months prior, and at this plant, she met a guy, and this guy became her boyfriend. The husband claims that Pa also had blocked him from Facebook during this time, and this caused great friction within the household. Now, since Pa has been missing, she has not been in touch with anyone, not her husband, kids, not extended family, nor the alleged boyfriend. In fact, about a month after she went missing, her phone number no longer worked. And her not having communication with anyone is particularly puzzling because Pa spoke limited English. A commenter on Reddit spoke on their experience with people of the Karen community. 
and the Karen people are a specific ethnic group that lives in Southeast Asia. This was the tribe that Pa's family came from, but a commenter on Reddit spoke on their experience of working with the Karen community in the U.S. and they state that this is a very, very close community in general, and usually they very much stick to staying in areas where there are other members of their tribe in that community as well, and making sure they have their own stores and things such as that. And so they pointed out that, you know, this would be something odd if she would get up and leave this area and possibly go off in an area where she has no ties to people of her community. Also, we have to keep in mind, she struggled with the English language. So again, that makes her just up and leaving kind of puzzling. From what I could find reported, at least publicly, it really seems like Pa had a limited social network. It appears that she mainly communicated with people in her family, those that she worked with, and those in her church. And again, this makes a lot of sense, especially if we keep in mind that her ability to speak English was limited at this time. And that makes it really hard for some people to believe she just picked up and walked away from her life. She had a very limited group of people in her life, and she had limited language and limited income. Now, Pa mostly spoke Karen and Thai. At the time of her disappearance, Pa had four children. The youngest was a little over one years old, with the oldest being 10 years old. Now, the husband did mention there was tension between Pa and himself around the time of her disappearance. But in another article, he also mentioned that there was tension between his family and his wife as well. He mentions that his family would fuss at her about how she was keeping supervision of their children. In one article, he makes mention of the children being in the streets at times, and his family did not find this appropriate. Unfortunately, because this story has gotten so little coverage, I haven't been able to find a lot of information on Pa. Some co-workers have described her as quiet, but I feel like this could be due to a language barrier. Others in the media have actually described Pa as talkative when speaking in her native tongue. Now, there was one co-worker who did mention that Pa could be easily frustrated when she did not understand what people were saying. However, I later stumbled across a comment on Facebook from another individual claiming to have worked with Pa, and in their comment, they expressed how their experience with Pa was different. This commenter described Pa as being someone who was really bubbly and someone who was just a pleasure to work with. Now, as far as searches and investigations go, I can't find much detail. In articles written around the time that Pa disappeared, police said that they were actively working on the case and that this was a missing persons case, but I struggled to find out what was actually done. I'm not really sure if police did any searches or what their investigation looks like. Now, one thing I was able to find was that the police did reach out to the alleged boyfriend and they were able to clear him. However, police have not spoke on where they believe Pa is or what they believe the circumstances is in regards to her disappearance. Now, in one Aberdeen News article, a police captain by the name of Eric Dovin did speak on the difficulties of dealing with cases that involve refugees. He explained that sometimes finding refugees are a lot harder than finding your average American citizen. He talked about refugees sometimes using different names and not having social security numbers. 
He states that a lot of times when refugees come into the United States, they often know the month that they were born and the year that they were born, but not exactly their day of birth. And so a lot of times you'll get refugees come and they have a very generic birthday, for example, January 1st. And so looking them up can be hard in the system because they might use January 1st when they came in, but then going forward, they might start using a different number or day further down the road. And this particularly makes it difficult for police when they're trying to use different systems to find them, to see, did they open up a bank account in their name? Are they working somewhere and paying taxes? That sort of thing. It makes it really hard for them to track down those things because of these sorts of inconsistencies. Now, a few months after Pa disappeared, her husband and children moved back to Nebraska, where it's said that he would be closer to his family as he was now raising four children on his own. And... To be honest, that's the most official information I was able to get on this story. There really wasn't much else. A mother was home with at least her 10-year-old kid, and the father was gone at the park with her youngest child. He came back home at 7 p.m., and his wife was gone. The 10-year-old story is that mom got in the car with a man and left. It's alleged that mom had a boyfriend, but that really hasn't been confirmed. And this alleged boyfriend was the one the police already checked out and cleared. There's one instance in story where a co-worker states that she was someone who was very quiet, but look at aggravated when she couldn't understand something. But every other person who makes mention of her, they describe her completely differently. They describe her as bubbly, as talkative, as someone who was a joy to be around. Not quiet at all. And later on, we discover that she had seizures when she got easily angered. But this is something that wasn't originally reported when she went missing. Now, let's get to the theories on this one. The first theory in this case is that Pa's husband actually has something to do with her disappearance. Now, I know what you're thinking. Okay, but we have the son saying he saw his mom get in a car with somebody else and it was a face that he recognized but could not remember the name to and that's the last time he saw her. That wasn't even home when this happened. Yes, that is what we're told, but let's dive into this theory a little deeper. Now, I was able to come across some missing person flyers on Facebook about this case. And I was actually surprised because I really struggled finding information about this case in comparison to other cases. But I was actually able to find a bunch of flyers on Facebook. And under one particular post, a person claimed to be a family member of Pa and stated that they did not believe she was alive. And honestly, they side-eyed the husband's story. Now, this particular commenter said the husband actually had told the family originally that Pa had ran away with a Mexican man, and they did not believe this at all. They also stated that all of Pa's belongings were left at the home. Her cell phone was still there. Her identification was still at the home. If Pa supposedly, quote unquote, left, she left with nothing. And then the family member goes on to state that Pa kept in close contact with her family, but it had been five years since the family heard from her. And they talked about how much Pa loved her children. Her children were her world. And they also stated Pa actually loved her husband dearly, even though they allege he was abusive. 
Now, this comment really didn't catch me by surprise because when you look on places like Reddit, like WebSleuths, like Facebook, a lot of people actually side-eye the husband's version of events, especially since we have the husband straight up telling us, yeah, right before she left, we were arguing over her having a boyfriend and her blocking me on Facebook. And then not only that, you also have when he does interviews, he likes to mention my parents also did not like her and my parents had issues with her parenting. He kind of paints the story of an unhappy family situation with him having a lot of reasons to be mad. But let's get even further into this. Yes, while we have the 10-year-old stating that he saw his mother getting into a car with the guy and leaving, some have wondered, was the son coach to say this? Now, look, this actually would not be the first time, if true, that a child was coached to say specific things to the cops when the situation went down. So in a Reddit thread where Pa's case was being discussed, someone brought up the case of Susan Powell. Now, Susan Powell is a woman who went missing and her husband's alibi was that he was at a national park with his kids and when he came back, his wife were missing. Now, the police did a forensic interview with the children and it's reported that the children's version of what happened felt very coach, as if they were told to say certain things. But here's the thing, the kids in this particular case were so young that it doesn't seem like the coaching went very well and the police were able to pick up on several inconsistencies. Now, back to the case of Ha, if domestic violence was a thing, it may have been easy for the father to coach his children in what to say, as this would have been a child that was very aware of what his father was capable of. But also, something that's brought up on the web when it comes to this case is that the son says that this is a guy he recognizes, but doesn't know the person's name. But here's the thing. It also appears the child was not able to give any information on what this guy looked like as well, which people find odd since the child is saying, yeah, I recognize this person, but there's no details of what this person looked like, which at the age of 10 years old, a child should have been able to give basic details. And if this was the case, it kind of makes you wonder about the story that's being portrayed about Pa to the media. Now, if this was a situation of DV, and I want to keep in mind that this is just a theory. There are no reported instances of DV at the home. But if the theory is true, it really makes you kind of side-eye how Pa is being portrayed in the media. Every interview I could find, the husband is quick to throw out that she was cheating. She had a boyfriend. It's quick to throw out that and she blocked me from social media. It's quick to throw out that, yeah, and she's left before. Things like that. But if we look through the lens of the DV theory, we have to keep in mind that oftentimes abusers are manipulators and they love manipulating their victim. They love making their victim seem like the one that's doing wrong. They love making it seem like the victim is the one that's cheating. Their victim is the one that should be shamed in public and humiliated. Oftentimes, abusers like to create versions of the story that makes them seem innocent, that makes them seem like they are the ones we should be concerned about and worried about 
The manipulation of the victim's image to the public is very classic DV behavior. And so with that being said, it kind of makes you wonder about, well, why are these certain things being put out in the media about her? Why are these things being said? Because you will find in some places her story being written and they throw in things like the parents didn't like her. She lacked supervision of kids and there was a boyfriend there was cheating. And you hear people kind of take away their sympathy for this case and kind of just, oh, she probably ran off with some man. But if the theory of DV is true, it makes the media portrayal of her seem very sinister. Now, another reason why the theory that the husband has more involvement than he is letting on is because people have pointed out the weather in Aberdeen, South Dakota. One Reddit user looked at the weather for Aberdeen on the day that Pyle went missing, and they report that it was only about 45 degrees that day with some raining. And we're told that the husband left with their one-year-old and went to the park and stayed there to 7 p.m. 7 p.m. put a one-year-old 49 degrees and raining. For some people, that just seems incredibly odd. One as a parent, a lot of times you don't keep a toddler out that late. It's still somewhat dark around 7 p.m. in April. And though 49 degrees isn't incredibly cold, it's still kind of cold to go to a park with a one-year-old for any type of extended period of time. Now, we have no idea what time they left to go to the park, but coming home from the park with a one-year-old at 7 p.m., eh, for a couple people, it just seems odd. It does not seem like something that would match up. However, this is just a theory. Now, the other theory that you'll hear throw around on this case is that some people speculate that Pa simply did just up, walk away, and start a new life. Some believe that since it's reported that Pa had a boyfriend before she left, that there's a chance that she had a couple other things we didn't know. There's a chance she might have money somewhere. Maybe she had enough. Maybe she was tired and she wanted to start a new life for herself and simply left. And while we do have reports stating that she spoke limited English, we also know that she spoke Thai and she also spoke Karen. And there are other Thai communities around the U.S., Maybe she got up and went to one of those, or maybe she actually knew more English than we believe she knew. And then we have those who straight up say, look, she has a 10-year-old. He remembers seeing his mom get into the car with someone who he's seen before. People say that that's all there is to the case. She left on her own free will, and she's simply somewhere else living her best life. Either way, Right now, we still have a family wondering where their loved one is. There's still four children out there who have no idea where their mother is and if they'll ever see her again. I ask if you have any information about Pa Po, please contact Brown County Dispatch Center at 605-626-7911. You can also send tips via private Facebook message on the Brown County, South Dakota Facebook page or use the MyPB app. Unfortunately, guys, this is all I have for this case. Every now and then I'll come across cases where there's just really not a lot of news. It's not a lot of speculation, but these are people who matter. 
whose lives matter, whose journeys matter, and who deserve to be found, who deserve to have their loved ones know where they are or what happened to them and when they're coming back. So I'm going to close out this episode. As always, be safe, stay vigilant, and I'll have a new episode next Sunday. Bye. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.